Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. It's the show where we talk about musicals, the lessons that we've learned from them and get to know uh, some of our friends, particularly in our local theatre scene, uh, because we bring them on as guests and they talk about things with us. I know. It's a new concept that we've come up with and no other show does it, just us. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> my name is Miranda Selwood and I'll be taking you through the episode today with my co-hosts. Julie Eisenschrager. It's me, KB. And KB's got her catchphrase back. I'm back. It's been a month, guys. <laughs> you needed to hear. Oh, it has too. It's been a month. It's oh, great. Yeah, <sighs> and our guest today, which is what makes our show special, yes. is... Fiona Buchanan. Hello, Fee. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, Miranda. How are you? I'm good. Now, Fee is coming to us today um, on behalf of Clever Hive Productions, which is a fairly new company in Brisbane and has their – is it their first? This will be their inaugural production. Inaugural production. That's a good word, isn't it? Yes. So you're in the show coming up. What's it called? So it's called House of Mirrors and Hearts or Homer. For short, <laughs> That's because I can't I remember like to it otherwise. Everything down, yes, yes. absolutely. Um, and it's on Metro Arts next month, and it's an Australian premiere of a British musical that was created in about 2015. Oh, so it's very fresh and very new, mm. much like Clever Hive is exactly. Uh, so <laughs> Fee's going to tell us a little bit about the show, but this isn't the show that we're talking about today. It's not our episode today. We, sure. just, we just thought that it was cool and interesting and you should talk about it. That we'd give it a go. <laughs> so Homer, as we colloquially <laughs> know it now. So House of Mirrors and Hearts. So the way it's been described um, is it's funny, it's dark, it's gritty. Um, it's uh, very interesting sort of chamber style music. And it's the story of a family that has a terrible... Um, death at the beginning, and I'm not giving that away because it actually happens very <laughs> in, in, in the first. It's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. And then it's what happens subsequently to that family. And the part that I'm playing, I'm playing Anna, and she spirals into deep depression and survives through alcohol. How fun! Yeah, sounds like yes. a great show. Yeah. So actually, that sounds like a really good role. No, it's it's a, it's an excellent role. Yes, and there's lots. There are light moments in it as well, of course. Um, and it just follows that journey. Why aren't we having wine right now? Why aren't we, we having a wine be. right now? We could have a there's wine. Actually, of it around. Uh, I don't know whether you know, but TNC. That's not Canon Productions. Mm. Um, we. Also have a show called Glass of Wine, W H I N E. Right, wine, get wine. it? Yeah. Yes, so Honey. you win. Very good. Wine. Yeah, yeah, good. And they recorded last night, and they've left leftovers here, guys. <laughs> Moves away from the table <laughs> to get wine. <laughs> anyway, and um, so Julie will be back momentarily. Uh, <laughs> it's wine. Um, how many tap numbers are in this show? Tap numbers. Um, yeah. So. Everybody, anyone who knows me knows what a great tap dancer I am. Unfortunately, there are no tap numbers. No tap numbers. Yeah. No, it's not. It's more of a play with music, I'm going to say that. Okay. As opposed to a a full on. There's no jazz hands, people. No jazz hands. Oh. I know. I was disappointed. disappointed. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm sure it's going to be a great show nonetheless. So, uh, Clever Hive spelt K L E V A. 
And I'm sure that if you search Clever Hive on the interwebs, yes, on the interwebs, or if you're looking for tickets to a said production, you can go to www.homahomah.com.au. And it says you might need to spell that out, but I think I've spelt that out a lot <laughs> in, in the last couple of moments. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Fantastic. Uh, directed and designed by Dan Jess, who runs and has started um, Clever Hive. Uh, what was this? What was it? Persephone. Persephone Hetsky Dean. What a great name. And it's a um, great name. Jaren or Yaren? I've only met him once, so I'm going to say Yaren. Yaren and, Phillips. And hope for the best. <laughs> Uh, starring Chris Kellett as David, Fiona Buchanan, I think I know her, as Anna, Bonnie Fawcett, Abigail Peace, uh, Tyler. Tiala. Tiala Bullock, Isabel Davies and Christopher Batkin as Nathan. It's going to be it's, – so it's a small cast, small, small show, cast. intimate space at Metro. Fantastic. Sounds wonderful. Yep. It's um, – Describing it as a play with music is a little bit like the show that you have brought us to talk about today. Yes, yes. it is because Blood Brothers is not a all singing, all tap dancing. Not a lot of tap not, numbers. Not in a lot that of too. tap numbers in it. Yeah. There is there are, there are a couple of dance numbers. In Blood Brothers. Yes. Okay, well, we'll get to talking about (laughs) Blood Brothers with Fiona in just a few moments. Thank you for bringing us all that fantastic information about Clever Hive and House of Mirrors and Hearts. Uh, I took it away from you. You didn't want me to do that. (laughs) Uh, But we are going to do the Getting to Know You segment with Fiona Buchanan. Now with wine. Now with wine. wine. There's wine everywhere. Wine, it's so exciting. Okay, this is going to be the best but quiz we've coke. ever done. Yeah, uh, look, it's a long story, Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Perhaps. thought of drinking wine. I just, my, I'm not allowed. It. KB is not often against a glass of wine. But, no, um, there's Julie an allergy are, involved. So. Oh, okay. All... all right, they're probably, I have yeah. the same. I just have lived through it. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So we're going to get straight into the quiz. Are you happy with that? Sure. Are you keen? Are you ready? Do you want to have a sip of that wine first? No? I might have we're, water. We're blending podcasts now, doing glass There's of wine at the same time. There's been so many, like, plugs in it's this first five minutes for other things. <laughs> I could just read off the whole wall of <laughs> podcasts if you like. Um, if you love D&D, check out Law and Disorder. Okay. Fiona Buchanan. Yes. Which musical character would other people compare you to? Probably Hannigan. <laughs> I thought long and hard about this. but So, yes. You mm. have children and to my understanding you're quite fond of them. I am quite fond of my children. They seem to be fairly uh, fond of And they of are you. fairly fond yeah. of me. I was thinking more my musical theatre counterparts I as opposed you. to yeah. my family. I see you. Yeah. And, uh, yes, there were a few nods around the uh, table <laughs> when I mentioned that character. Thanks very mean? much, no. people. Um, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> which musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Who do you aspire to be compared to from the musical theatre canon? I'd love to be um, compared to Alphaba because I love oh. her character. I love her um, fierce approach to life. Ability um, to fly. Uh, the ability to fly, to be able to sing, to find gravity, green. to be 20 years younger. All of those <laughs> things <laughs> are included in that. Okay. Mm. We'll take it. Thank you very much for that interesting response. What is your dream role? Miss Hannigan or Alphabar? No, no, well, Alphabar, Alphabar is out of my, out of my league, shall oh. we say, at uh, this point in time. was probably out of my league all of the time, but anyway. Um, oh, there's so many, but probably the two that are um, paramount would be Dolly, Dolly Levi. Hello. <laughs> You'd be a delightful Dolly. Thank you very much. The thing, um, what yeah. I love about dollies in general, people who play dolly, is they so often play themselves in a you know, magnified way. And so I would be really interested to see <laughs> Fiona Buchanan, Dolly Levi. Mag- magnified. Yeah, magnified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am very invested in this idea now. Okay, well, come on, people. Let's get a director. Let's get a theatre. Let's right. do it. Let's find <laughs> some money. Yeah. <laughs> We yeah, really money. need the producer first. Hey, well, there's a couple around the table. <laughs> uh, okay, so Dolly Levi, what is your favourite Sondheim show? Sweeney Todd. Sweeney, Sweeney. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah, but I'm just not into it today for some reason. I had prepared. I actually haven't, I haven't prepared, prepared my ears for it yet, though. Yeah, I'd okay. also met two of the people in the room in Sweeney Todd. 
Seven years ago, people. Can we believe it? Covered in mud and coffee stains and, and cocoa. That was just cocoa before powder. rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> that was nothing to do with the show. Nothing to nothing do with the show. Nothing at all. Um, what is your go-to shower song? What are we getting every morning? I don't know. I have numerous. It depends on my mood. Well, let's, so. let's have... Sunday morning mood, Fiona. Sunday, mo- mm. Sunday morning, Fiona. Let's think. Probably, I would give Defying Gravity a go. It oh, would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good until it, it be... goes to my break. Yeah, and but you're in the shower, so you yeah. it doesn't you're matter. Open and you yeah, steam. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, and yeah. we just go for it. And yeah. We'll just see what cares? happens. Yeah, we're just like sitting there. We're all there. You're all there with me. It's a glass box. I just had to clarify. Why can't we watch Fiona? Um, there are a few reasons, but let's move on to the <laughs> last next, question. Next question. The next question will somehow be less controversial than watching <laughs> Fiona in the shower. Um, you have to delete a musical from existence. Cats. Oh, gosh. You uh, can't. It's, it's too been, late. It's, it's gone. dead. It's too Could late. you think of another one on the spot? Could you? Because Cats one. is so dead. Oh, because oh, it it's died. already it's everybody had nine lives. Said it. Everybody it's said it. Yeah, everybody said lives. it. <gasps> Oh, I don't know. Really all, good job almost. talking over each other just saying guys. Yeah, it sounds really, really good. job. Our <laughs> listeners are going to enjoy it. It was just that I didn't even have to think about that one. Yeah, well, you didn't actually let me finish the question. Oh, I'm either. sorry. No, that's fine. I mean, we got most of it out. We got the important part out. Can you think of another one? To delete. Yeah. Something that you don't think needs to exist anymore or should never have existed. Oh, I don't know. You're <laughs> just so set on cat. I, I had this answer prepared. <laughs> I, I don't. Can I come back to that one? You know what? I'm going to hold suddenly, you to that. The end of this I, episode, we're going to come back to it. I might just have Tourette's and just suddenly <laughs> say a musical that means nothing to anybody. Okay. Well, we'll wait for that moment. But for now, we're going to play a brief piece of inspirational music for you. <laughs> Okay, Fiona, you've come to talk with us about Blood Brothers. Yes. The happy-go-lucky musical about a couple of twins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you, know, you know a lot about this one, Miranda. Uh, yes, yes, mm. yes. Yes, I can tell. Okay. You should tell us about I'll it, t- though, because I, I feel it. like my take is probably a little different to some people's. Slightly. So yeah. Blood Brothers is, um, as you say, uh, I think Willie Russell described it, he's the uh, writer, composer, uh, as a play with music. It's uh, set in Liverpool, which is where I'm from, which is one of Liverpool. the reasons. Liverpool. Which is one of the reasons it's one of my um, favourite musicals. Guys, I just learned something. Are you serious? Did you I'm not know I was from Liverpool? No, love. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant the show. You didn't know the show was set in Liverpool. No, I got that. Okay, just checking. There's sometimes we're not really sure, Julie. It's not a, it's not a metaphor, KB. I got it, okay? <laughs> did you Did you pick up that Fiona was, was from Did English. you know I was English? I knew she was English. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> otherwise I'm gone. That's it. Just checking. It's, it's over. Just yeah. checking. Sips wine. <laughs> Um, where was I up to? Liverpool. Liverpool. Um, Liverpool. Yeah. Okay. And it's about, um, and again, this is not a spoiler, it starts with two dead boys on the stage and the mother singing a heartbreaking song. There seems to be a trend There is a, a little bit of a trend, I've just realised, but anyway. Um, and then it goes back in time as to why this terrible event happens and these two boys, so um, Mrs Johnson, who is the mother, has numerous children and is becomes pregnant uh, with her what she thinks is her last child her husband leaves her um, and that's not a he's left her um, before but he leaves her she has she then finds out that she's having twins and she can't afford to have two she could just cope with one as far as the welfare are concerned and money is concerned and so the lady that she cleans for who is unable to have children suggests that she gives one to her and she makes it sound like it's going to be the best relationship ever she'll be able to see him every day she'll be able to play with him she'll be able to <laughs> fool oh, yes absolutely <laughs> and then the moment seems she seems like a good idea doesn't it though really seems like a pretty common story yeah <laughs> common story what oh, would you like me to google news articles i'll find them <laughs> sure <laughs> No, because we're talking about blood brothers. 
Anyway, so she swears on the Bible, and as soon as she swears on the Bible, Mrs. Uh, the other lady says to her, "You do know what happens if you tell uh, twins that are parted that they that that they're not." Hang on, let's get this right, Fiona. You did the show. <laughs> um, if they find out that they were related, then they will immediately die. And, oh, and yes. so, because Mrs. Johnson is wait, so superstitious. Wait. Okay, so the parent trap, that was a dangerous movie. <laughs> it was a dangerous movie. But it was all okay because it was Disney. And it yeah. wasn't set in Liverpool. It wasn't right. set in Liverpool. It was great time. And the, well, girl, the girls had red hair and freckles. Yeah. Only a Liverpool uh, superstition. Okay. Right. It's also made up on the spot though, Mrs. Lyons. Mm. It just completely pulled it out of nowhere. Lion. Ha! Oh, <laughs> <good> wow. <laughs> Zane is so lucky he's not on this episode. <laughs> But the face, I wish you could see the face. <laughs> what are you talking about? Zane's not even here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, please do go on. So so she says, if you tell them yep, they're actually twins, twins they'll both die. They'll both immediately die. Mrs. Johnson is extremely superstitious and that's one of the things about um, Liverpudlians that is quite true. And basically the lions then take one child. She has to decide which child that she has to give away and she can't. And Mrs. Lyons set, comes and says, you need to give me one of them. And she says, just take him, take him. And then they separate for seven years. And the Lyons take one of the boys away. The Johnsons carry on as they were. And then, um, as chance would have it, the two boys meet um, in a park and start talking to each other. And they realise that they're both born on the same day. And so they become blood brothers. Do you want to oh, be me, so blood cute. brother? Do you want to be me, blood brother, Reggie? I really regret not seeing you in this now, Fiona. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so you should. <laughs> um, and then they become blood brothers. They become great so friends. This, this is this an an actual blood pact kind of mm-hmm. like? Yep. So they bleed each other they and bleed shake and hands. They shake hands. Okay. And the audience is aware, obviously, that they're related, but the um. I'm not sure. The um, obviously the boys don't know. And then we go. We move forward another seven years, and it gets to when they're 14, and this is when they start having. Um, there's, there's three of them hang out, and there's a girl who is the centerpiece of this of that relationship. They're both in love with her, and it. She likes the boy that is from the poor family, as well as the boy that's from the rich family, and. She gets pregnant to the boy from the poor family and they get married and that spirals downward. So as Mickey's life, who is Mrs. Johnson's, um, the boy that stayed with Mrs. Johnson, as that life is spiralling out of control, the boy that was went with Mrs. Lyons, his life is getting better and better. He's going to university and he becomes mm. a counsellor. And then the, the, the final moment is when... Um, or part of the final moment is when Mickey has got no money and so decides with his brother to to rob um, somebody and they take a gun along, which is obviously not a great idea, mm. and they end, it ends up with Mickey going to jail and then the, there's a confrontation at the very end which results in both boys, the mother telling them that not to, ha- not to fight like this because mm. they're related, they're brothers, policeman shoots one, Boy shoots the other one. And then Mrs. Johnson sings the heart-wrenching song, Tell Me It's Not True. So that's that's the all singing, all dancing. very well, Fiona. That I was think like I the shortest a- plot we've ever had on yeah. this episode, like on the show. It's amazing. Did you have any other tidbits to tell us about the development of the show, how it came about or? he Willie Russell is a um, Liverpool playwright that was pretty successful He'd written Boys from the Black Stuff, which you may or may not have heard of, probably not in Australia. And he always wanted to write a musical. Um, The reason Blood Brothers has a theme that runs through it, which is the theme of um, the music to Marilyn Monroe. So there are a few recurring musical um, themes through it because Mm. he could only write a certain amount of music, (laughs) is the way he describes it. And he picked Liverpool actors to do the initial production at Liverpool Empire, which is in the early 80s, and then they moved it to um, London or outside outside West End 85 and kept workshopping it, and then it opened on the West End in 88. But he had Barbara Dixon uh, playing Mrs Johnson yes. in, the original, in the original of the Empire yes. Theatre, 
But then when it opened on the West End, it was Kiki D, which was a very Yay. interesting choice. But I saw the original cast and Ooh. Con O'Neill, who played Mickey, is pro- probably one of the best, well, the best portrayal I've ever seen of that character. The and original. He won a, the original and he won an Olivier Award. I don't oh. know if he won a Tony. I'm we not can sure. Google it. You can Google that. Um, and the other interesting thing with this is the the boys, the boys that are seven are played by the the men who play their characters later on. So it's a grown man playing a kid. Oh, they don't bring in the you child. You don't bring in the child. So you've got boy, you've got grown adults <laughs> who have to play seven year olds, and then have to play fourteen year olds, and then have to play eighteen year olds. And you've also got Mrs. Johnson has to originally start off being about. 18 to 20, and end up being around mid-40s. Hot. Yeah. Hot. Hot. (laughs) (laughs) And as you mentioned, I may have played Mrs. Johnson. If you'd have asked me this three – if you've asked what my dream role was three years ago, I would have said Mrs. Johnson, Blood Brothers. But I've played her now. Yay! Yay. But you'd play her again. I would play – oh, yes. She could still be – She could, but I'm probably – No, you could play On the edge. I'm on the cusp, shall mm. we say, of uh, being able to pull off the the early years. I know the feeling. I'm, I'm cusping out of a few roles myself, <laughs> <laughs> but I too feel like I may be cusping out of eighteen to twenty. <laughs> oh, guys, I've only just started playing teenagers. <laughs> it's an exciting time for KB. <laughs> Um, it was nominated for a bunch of Tonys, mm. but nobody won. So, best musical, best book, best. Leading actor, best leading actress, best featured actress, and best direction. So but, this, the, but the Americans gave them nothing. But the Americans gave them nothing. Maybe they couldn't understand the Liverpudlian accent. The Liverpudlian accent. I have a question that yes. needs answering before we get to lessons because it may yes, end up Ms. being a lesson for me. The difference between Liverpudlian and Scouse. Same. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. I just learned something. <laughs> So a Liverpudlian is is also called a Scouser. Hot. And the more I talk about it, my accent will get stronger. Do you know how much I love being Scouser though? Well, that's not Scouse. <laughs> okay, what's that well, you're, talk, you're talking sort of like Cockney, not quite. Okay, there's, there's a few words I need to say off air to you that I think might be Scouse. <laughs> Very northern. They rhyme with, does it rhyme with duck? <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> while we finish our glasses of wine, maybe we should take a quick break. Okay, we're back. We're hydrated. We're fine. We're feeling good. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a longer break, people. No, nope. okay, that's good. it. That's it. Do you, you do you need to just? <laughs> Sorry, just sipping away here, people. And people I, say I make gross noises on the mic. I did the sound effects for the audience at home. Um, if you'd like to write to us and complain about that, you can find us on <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. You can call our number. <laughs> told me everything I know. Uh, you can tweet us on the Twitter verse in the Twitter. I don't know. Zane Just call actually one eight hundred MTMEIK. The number email. is again one eight hundred MTMEIK. Bother them about it. It isn't. Please don't call. Okay, we're going to get complaints about this episode, but let, let – And it's not my fault. Come on. I'm gonna, it really isn't. Is it? No, we'll thank you, Zane. In. Okay. Thank you, Zane. It'll be like years from now. It'll be – remember that time Fiona Buchanan came on the show? <laughs> yeah. And we talked about that great show, Blood Brothers. Um, okay, so we're casting Blood Brothers. Fiona's already done it. It's no longer on her dream cast, so she doesn't want to do it again. No, she does. Um, but you're not in our dream cast. Oh, I'm not in your dream cast. Well, <laughs> no, that's, I mean, thanks. You can't do it again. I can go now. Okay. You can't do it again for the purposes Bef- of our dream cast. Before we cast the oh, show, we've though, we've always got to do Miranda, lessons first. We, we're, we're about how Sorry. musicals teach us things. That's the podcast. Well, well done for bringing her back in. <laughs> Excellent work. I didn't work. give Miranda that much wine. <laughs> But, I mean, um, the glass is almost empty. So <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. To be about. fair, it was almost empty when okay. I came. <laughs> She's sober. I mean, me, however, it might. Help I blame us. the paper that has them round the other way. It's true. It's um, Zane's fault. Okay, fine. We're coming back to the casting. <laughs> sure. 
I'm just following you. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, copy and paste one that intro lessons, in later. One of the lessons that I have clearly learnt from this experience is do the lessons before the casting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So a lesson I've that. just learned from Blood Brothers, from <laughs> Fiona via Blood Brothers, is that Scouts and Liverpudlin are the same thing. Well done, yeah, I don't Julie. Julie. And that I Julie, did you do your cannot homework? do a Scouse accent? <laughs> that's, that's a what. Until we get off mic and I give you those I, other words. Yeah, <laughs> All right. and I okay. teach you. Yeah. This is, and it can be done. And learned something. Can we get back to the lessons from Blood Brothers specifically? That's not a lesson from bro- – I would not have Fiona. asked that question. Yes. What did you learn from doing Blood Brothers? Oh, lots of things. But the, what did you learn about life? Life? Nature versus nurture is the, the big one that you probably – everyone, yeah. everyone talks about the fact that you've got two boys that are um, – born at the same time in the same place. One is brought up very um, poor with lots of love but very poor and not given many opportunities and another boy who is brought up as the only child of uh, parents that have wanted a child for a long period of time and the opportunities he's given make rise to him being what the world would consider successful Uh, whereas uh, Mickey um, has many disadvantages and makes really bad choices but it's what would that always happen is it only that it happens in this show is the question because I'm not sure what do you think people I think what comes into that too is a lot of a sense of identity and it comes out at the end particularly when they find out and Mm. he's like why did why did you get to live that life and I had to live this life and I think it it does raise a lot of questions about adoption too of like uh, there's a lot of likes in there, KB. Stop it. Um, like, like, um, like um, is it is it really the best thing for a child to grow up without knowing where they came from and who they are in that sense, or is it better for them to get better opportunities and and to live a a very carefree life uh, not having to worry about struggle which would have been better for the both of them I don't know it's it's it is a real I I Mm. find it fascinating Mm. as a musical it raises a lot of questions for me Good point, Kate. yeah I thought you were going to say something we were all waiting for you it was a looked like there was going to be a a moment I was actually just lifting my head so I could grab my wine glass (laughs) I have learnt um I, I I had a little bit of a conversation with uh, Zane about this earlier. I've never really connected to the music of Blood Brothers. I've never seen it on stage. I've only ever listened to the music, and um, I it's difficult to follow the plot, the important parts of the story, by listening to the music because they really are just sort of emotional moments in the show. Mm. That's why when I like the, the play with music as opposed yeah. to a musical, yeah, yeah, because just listening to the music wouldn't give you the pa- no, no, it wouldn't give you. you the, there's the, no context yeah. in any of the songs, so um, you, you can't sort of follow it and understand what's happening. You have to see it, but for me, it's a case of I wasn't emotionally invested in music that was obviously trying to pull heartstrings because yeah. I didn't have the context. Mm. So it, it's a strange experience for me to not get that emotional feedback from music, which is usually put into a musical mm. to highlight the emotions. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it quite just, emotion filled. Yeah. Oh, it's a. But real. if you don't, if you're not connecting with it because you haven't seen it, then yeah, is it doing its purpose as a soundtrack? Yeah. My no. first experience anyway, so. with Blood Brothers was not. Um, Weirdly enough, not the soundtrack, not seeing the show on stage, but rather the cast recording. Nah, I'll say what I want. (laughs) Just to really irk that one person who's complained. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Soundtrack. Anyway, back to your point. Was prepping someone for an audition for Blood Brothers. So I saw parts of the script before I saw it in context, and I kind of. Loved it from then. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was like, this is interesting. I I think the heart of this show is in the journey of the characters. Would absolutely. that be yeah, absolutely. would that be true? And that's that probably is where coming from that real 
playwright. Like it really could exist as a play without the music. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you wouldn't necessarily see those emotional pinpoints at as much depth, which I think is where the music comes into it. And, and, yeah. and it's very different to the the musical theatre form as, um, you know, scene, 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 building into song which gives us a release or more information mm. or um, an extension of something that is happening. Yeah, it's very, uh, as you say, very story-focused but very character-driven mm. and... There's the moment, the song when she sings Easy Terms. So when Mrs Johnson has to decide which child she mm. has to give away, she, it, she's just, it's just herself and the, the boy's in a pram and she sings this song about how am I going to decide, you know, I'm not going to see one of you grow up, how am I going to do this? Mm. And from there, I think it, the beginning of the show, maybe the first oh, 30 pages or so, you're, you're still not quite... Not everyone would be right there with her, but I think in that moment, yeah, every every mother, every father, anyone who's had to make a decision about anything that obviously not that great because it's enormous is going, oh, okay, I'm vested in this now. But it can often feel like when you have that heavy responsibility of of having to shape someone's life yeah. with a yeah. decision, whether yeah. that's you know which kind of nappy you get or mm. <laughs> whether you have to give one of your kids away, which one mm. should it be? You know, I think particularly for new parents, it can feel like which brand of nappy do I pick has oh, got I'm, almost as much stress and importance. So, you know, you get weighed down by this. Oh, but, oh yeah. And the first the six, responsibility the first for six another weeks life. of another life, you just, you don't know what you're doing. It's that overwhelmed. It's like, a, I used to I be responsible for me. And now there's this. this, this. And I guess in Miss Johnson's case, she's not just thinking of the twins either. It's the six or seven other children she has so at home that she can't feed. Yeah. Mm. And so it's not just a choice about money and giving up a child for money. It's about keeping others alive. Yeah. And, and it's this? also about Liverpool in the middle of the 80s where every, a lot of unemployment, the north of England was suffering much more than the south of England Um the Thatcher government was not kind to to the North and he brings all of that in. So there are political moments to it as well with the boys being on the dole and having people just uh, – the dole um, employment benefit yeah. um, and how that affects – the how that tears down mm. to, you know, the youngest one not being able to get a job. I have so a question. I thought that might be. I like how this is just question time for Julie today. <laughs> um is th- uh, you may have already answered it, slash it might be in the show and I've forgotten. Do we know why she doesn't give both children away? Because she can afford to keep one. So she, she knows she can afford to. So she's she done the maths. She makes that choice of I won't keep them together no, no, knowing she, I can keep one. No, Mrs Lyons says to her, "We, I've got the perfect solution. So she's, she's sitting there really talking to herself, Mrs Johnson, mm-hmm. and she says, I could manage with one, yeah. but the welfare has already been on to me. I can't manage with two. Um, you can see Mrs. Lyons going, tick, twins. Tick, You're tick. having twins. <laughs> and then you see Mrs. Lyons. So it's really. I've always wanted a child. Imagine if your child was brought up in my house. They right. could have everything they've ever wanted. They'd never have to be unemployed. They'd never be hungry. So driven by her. So that's dr- her decision. So th- you, don't, you don't feel like Mrs. Johnson, or you shouldn't feel like Mrs. Johnson is the baddie. Yeah. She's gone, Love it. I don't know. How, how I'm going to manage. And she's given this what she thinks is a perfect option of her son, she'll be able to see her child every day because she yeah. cleans for this lady every single day. Yeah. So she's giving them the, the life that they want. She can still see him every day and everything's going to be fine. This is she why swears, I this show, she swears on yeah. the Bible. She swears on the Bible and because she's a Catholic, the minute she does that is when Mrs Lyons changes it and goes... You know what? Yeah, nasty, Mrs. Lyons. Yeah. You know what? If we do this, this is what's going to happen. So yeah. we've learned don't swear on the Bible unless you've read the fine print. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we've learned from Blood Brothers. I mean, <laughs> also birth yeah. control. I mean, birth I think, control, you know, yeah. come on, let's think about um, it. If you already have a little seven bit of children, maybe. Yeah, but again, Catholics, that, the Catholics at the time, there, yeah. was no, there was no, that wasn't a, um, a consideration. So uh, perhaps we learn a little bit about English. Yeah. Political history, <laughs> modern, very modern history. It's funny, you know, you see some of the um, the uh, advertising material and stuff for the show and it, you could easily 
think of that story being set like turn of the century, early 1900s, 1800s, 1700s, Oliver Twist, like that same story could have happened in any one of those time periods. Mm. And, um, yeah, interesting to to see it develop in a modern context, Mm. even if it is the 80s, which we will loosely term modern. Well, it's set in the – it starts in the 60s and it ends up in the 80s. So, yeah. yeah. Still. Yeah, still. Ish. Still fell in Okay, last call on lessons. What did we learn from Blood Brothers? I think that's – I'm tapped it's out. It's just a rad time all around. It's I really sad and rad. Oh. That, that people believe in superstition. So yeah, if you're, if you're superstitious by nature, which I am. Because you're from Liverpool. Not because I'm well, – And there well, are suspicious past. people. <laughs> nature suspicious, versus nature. Suspicious on so many levels. Sorry, superstitious people. <laughs> So, like, I will always – if I – I always touch wood when I think something bad. Don't we always say, like, can I do Does that? everybody? Yeah. I, I don't know. But I, I don't think I – Do you throw salt? Yes. Do you purposefully not walk under? Yes. Great. You're going to say ladder? I Ladders think. or signs or mm. – yep. Uh, what else? Black you, cats, how do we feel about them? Yeah, going to have trouble because oh. there's one in the studio, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. The black – Black cat thing, not so much. She's white underneath. It's fine. <laughs> um, that's about it. That's so that's yeah, let's just fire. move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Can we do Dreamcast now? Is that okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we want some music first? Yeah. Okay. So fun. I'm ready for it now. Yeah. Who are we casting in Blood Brothers? Um, this one, I don't know why, but as soon as I thought about it, I was like, Miranda's going to love this. And I don't know why. I just would like to see him as it. But Nathan Fillion is the narrator. I just think he has that kind of pizzazz. He's, he's not, he just, he's he's not, not very English. He's not very English, <laughs> but he doesn't – like he could be. The rest of them could – except for the last one. Um <laughs> He's not, but he's just done a British show and did a really good job. Um, oh, good. I don't know why. And I tried to only cast British actors, but I just kept thinking Nathan Fillion. I don't know why. I'll take it. I know. I'll take, take it. it. Um, I think our biggest problem is is if Zac Efron is one of the twins, how it's do we not, find a second Zac Efron? He's not in okay. the other twin. We are doing the movie version. Yeah. He could be of one of Blood the brothers. brothers. We could do a Lindsay Lohan and have him play both. Okay, or he done. could just be one of the seven children in the like ensemble-ish cast. <laughs> so well, Zach Efron. Really? Um, we have to put him in everything. It's a thing. Oh, it's not a thing? This time oh, it, it's, it's a thing. It's, it's not a thing as far as the – It is a it is a thing but we missed one episode missed one. and that was the episode that he was actually in that musical. <laughs> yeah, but we did that deliberately. And, and KB didn't even it. hear it. I didn't. It wasn't there. It wasn't. He did it. I said it. I don't know. Moving yeah, on. Anyway. So, Mrs. So, Johnson, I put Ruthie Henshaw in there. Oh, yeah. I just saw her play Morton in um, Chicago, and I think it would be really interesting to see her in that role. I'm just going to go through all my options, guys, and okay. then you can tell me whether you're going to. Um, Carrie Ellis is Mrs. Lyons. Who is it? Where's um, she? Uh, she played Glinda in Wicked. She's a British actress. Uh, she's currently in uh, Mean Girl. She plays all the mm. adult female roles. Okay. She's very good at a Tina Fey. I thought it was actually Tina Fey on stage. <laughs> um, and then for the, uh, the brothers, I'd have Jeremy Irvine and Eddie and Taryn Edgerton and Mickey because they do look quite similar. But I think Taryn has that kind of grungy. He could probably do that actually. Yeah. And Jeremy Irvine's just done Mamma Mia too, so we know I can sing. Um, <laughs> is that Mamma Mia as looks well? a little <laughs> as well. Mamma Mia, Mama Mia here we go again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lyric. Mamma Mia. Anyway. Um, <laughs> then as Sammy, I'd put Jamie Bell. Because he, 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 he played Billy Elliot <gasps> yeah, in the movie. Yeah, the movie. But now he's like oh, a full-grown adult now. Yes, that and happened. And he's actually, yes. and he did the <laughs> Liverpool film with yes, Annette Bening. Yes, he did. Yes. Yes, so, yes I can say yes. Because Sammy's really important. Name? Sammy is important. Sammy's very important and often gets sort of sidelined. Yeah. I love your next one. L- uh, Lily James is Linda, who's the girl who comes between them. 
Okay. I think yep. the yes. three of them would work really nicely together too. And I think Lily James is just beautifully cast. Like in everything she does. She just Well, she's just beautiful. She's beautiful. She's, she's also very good. Yes. Yeah. Like she's not just she's No, I mean no, no, I mean like, beautiful like she, you just watch just, her and you're yeah. like yes. And you go, how can someone be that talented? Yeah, so and that beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and then the last one is Mr. Lyons. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I forgot that Julie was in the room. My apologies. <laughs> Saw you look over your shoulder there, love. A word. And then Mr. Lyons, I'd have Michael C. Hall. Um, he's just okay. done Safe, uh, which is set in uh, a, a, a just a north of London. So he's he's very good at <laughs> a non-American accent. Um, but I think he has the kind of presence that that role needs because it's not very big. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's I, my thought. I would like um, a gentleman whom I don't know if he can sing or dare. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't need to dance. If he can sing. Um, also, this doesn't matter because it's my dream cast and in my dream cast he can <laughs> sing. Um, he also may have aged out. Is <laughs> Nicholas Holt. Oh, uh, no, he's a good one. For? For which role? I think he'd be a good Eddie. He would be better Eddie than Mickey. Yeah. In my opinion. Because he's just so prim and he proper. He can be really prim and proper, but if and you think he, back to his days in skins, he can also be a bit ugh. Yeah, but I think he's grown out of that. True. He's probably not too old though. No, I think no, he's... because the boys, I mean, they're normally played by, I mean, one of the guys that played, the guy that played Mickey with us was over 30. I won't give away. Just <laughs> oh, to, hey, hey. Because he, he knows his name right here. <laughs> Nick Holt's only in his mid-20s. That's what I mean. No, Nick Holt is... December 7th, 1989. Oh, well, then he's just fine being a 1989 baby. <laughs> she no. says like she's born in 1989. I am born in 1989. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, look I at this train wreck. Go. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else? Anyone else? Are we moving on? <laughs> Sorry, I just suddenly had enough. Top fives. <laughs> Top fives. Let's go. What type five list are we putting Blood Brothers on? What just happened? Top five musicals set in Northern England. Okay, Ooh. good. Yes, I'll take it. Tick. I think it's very good. I think it would be at the top. Okay. Yeah, I think it would be too. Top five really sad musicals. There's a lot of a really, lot of really, really sad, sad musicals. But I don't know. There's just something about this one that's just heart-wrenching. I think it's one of the top five roles for a Actor of a certain a age, woman a of female a actor age. Mm-hmm. Yes. of a certain Ooh. age, yeah. and a decent role too. It's a she's on like I she's on. Good one. She's got about eight songs. She's on stage about eighty percent of the time. And she's she like has boy to, schmoys, and she has to roller coaster. And is she just them. cleaning most of the time? No, she Is's only okay. sweeps at the beginning. Okay, <laughs> I made sure of that. <laughs> um, mm. I'd say top five superstitions in musicals. <laughs> Superstition based okay. musical Mus- plots in superstitions brought up in a musical <laughs> plot line. <laughs> um, are there any other shows that we could form a top five list of or, superstitions? No, shows with twins, um, yeah, sideshow. Sideshow <laughs> does have twins. In it. Does have twins. <laughs> I'm obsessed. So. <laughs> that was so quick, Jules. That's going to come up with cats. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, but it's been some, deleted. There are some twin cats. <laughs> oh. There are twin cats. Are okay, twin two cats. more and we've got a top five. Um, uh, musical. Ooh, Is The Shining a musical yet? Probably. <laughs> Is but the, it could be. Soon. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito movie Twins <laughs> a musical yet? <laughs> <laughs> Not before uh, Juno is. <laughs> Not Juno, uh, well, Junior. Junior. Beetlejuice just opened, so I think we're on our way. There. <laughs> <laughs> They're working their way through. Um, what else is the musical? I just Googled it and Blood Brothers and Sideshow are the only two that come up. Ooh. With evil so twins. I thought of more than evil twins. they did. Evil twins. Is there twin mermaids in The Little Mermaid? They're probably. Like no. her sisters? They're all just sisters. Okay. But we could make them twins for the purposes of of this list. Should we say that the knives and forks in Beauty and the Beast are all twins? (laughs) Because they're a pair. Because they're a pair. And that's how they got transformed. Not identical. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe. Um, Anyway, let's move off this list. list Well, it's on top five. Definitely. We just can't find a fifth one. It's on the top two. 
<laughs> this. Um, there must be more top fives. Um, uh, uh, top five songs for a mature woman. Yeah, um, um, say it isn't true. Is a really is meaty. Easy terms is meaty. Um, Easy terms pops up a lot. It's in places, people do it for auditions, which it's is a difficult makes me a little audition. bit uncomfortable. Yeah, it's but. a difficult audition song. I've only ever done it for Blood Brothers when it was asked for it, mm. and I used a photo of my kids to sing to as the making the choice. Oh, it worked Fiona. apparently. Yeah, that's because well, they cast you. Yeah. But also, so. I wanted to get rid of one, one of my kids at that point. Just kidding, <laughs> just kidding, people. Just kidding, Daniel you or Alex. Like if you're listening, the child they were just the annoying audition. me. <laughs> No, they're teenagers. They're just <laughs> um, How many musicals have Margaret Thatcher references? <laughs> this one. Billy Elliot. Billy Margaret Elliot. Thatcher the musical. <laughs> um, it's probably a Maggie. real thing. Yeah, it's Maggie. Maggie. Maggie the musical. Um, all right. Make it we might, make it uh, top five shows that just desperately need a tap number. No? <laughs> There's so many yes. shows <laughs> in that list. Do you know where that should fall? Yes. During the pact. The blood pact. And it's like, done, brothers, tap number. Yes. <laughs> Tell me it's not true. I'm doing jazz hands just in case. I you're wondering. I think Zane's giving us a secret signal by just leaning over ready to press the musical <laughs> interlude. Okay, it is time to say goodbye to Fiona. We've had a wonderful, just relaxed, girly chat about Blood Brothers today. It's been a whirlwind. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. I've had a good time. Have you had a good time, Fiona? I've had an excellent time. Thank you, Miranda. Oh, fantastic. Have you had a good time, Katie? I've had a great time. Julie? The wine helped. <laughs> Yeah, I think Zane, producer Zane, feels much the same. Uh, but before we go, um, Fiona is going to be in House of Mirrors and Hearts. Uh, she's asked me to read the the information for you. So here we go. Here's my interpretation of the promotional materials of House of Mirrors and Hearts. Um, just imagine that there's a dance that goes with it. Okay. If Sondheim and Jason Robert Brown had a musical love child, a musical love child, this would be it. Dun, dun, dun. By Eamon O'Dwyer, UK, premiered in 2015 with rave reviews. Reviews. West End. Not West End. <laughs> Hilarious, dark, gritty, and musically stunning. stunning House of Mirrors stunning. and Hearts tells the story after Anna's husband dies in a tragic accident. In the house, her family runs to the brink of destruction, existing in a bitter world of secrets and lies. No. What is that accent? Gosh, there's a lot what is more. That <laughs> That's fine. I think that covers it. Right. Thank you, Miranda. Well, I was just about to get to the, the superstitious bit. Seven years of bad luck pass. So this is like thematically quite similar to Blood Brothers. Quite similar. There's, it deals with grief um, in one way or another um, and a bit of a, a superstitious everything going wrong situation. Yes. And <laughs> it doesn't. Um, yeah. uh, with slightly less twins. There, there slightly are, less. There are slightly, <laughs> slightly, slightly less twins. Slightly less twins. In this production. Um, so you are, thank you for <laughs> pointing that out. Clever Hive's production of House and of Mirrors and Hearts is playing at uh, Metro Arts. The Metro Arts from the 15th to the 18th of May. Um, so you. Yeah, I'm sorry. The links will be in the show notes. Um, but if you want to grab a pen and ye oldie paper, homah.com.au, uh, H or H if you prefer. And tickets from $39. So it's a bargain for a great show. And the premiere of the this work Australian in Australia. premiere. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Good job, V. I look forward Thanks. to seeing you in it. Is there anything else you're up to at the moment? Not at the moment. Oh. I Just will be coming thing. to watch you lovely people in 24-hour musical, of course. Oh, thank you for bringing it up, Fiona. Yes. Well, I am surrounded by <laughs> T-shirts. <laughs> oh, no. uh, we had Just a big th- rehearsal day with the prod team, so mm. very soon. Did you? Yeah. What's that show again? I don't know. What's the that show? No. Yeah. Well, by the time this comes out, you might know. You might know. Oh. No, you won't. No, you, too, very close, very close. Couple of days. Oh, a voice right. from above has said that no, we won't. We won't. It'll be. You'll find out tomorrow. Everyone will find out tomorrow uh, when the show is announced 
at 5pm in front of the cast. They get to rip open their packs and discover what role they have in the mystery show. Um, KB will be performing in the show this year. Yeah, it's very exciting. Nerve-wracking. <laughs> oh, it's loads of fun. It is, it is. Um, thank you very much for the plug, Fiona. Uh, no 24HMP.com if you would like <laughs> to grab some last-minute tickets. Um, so that's what we're doing this weekend. We hope that you spend the weekend enjoying more musicals. Uh, so thank you for listening to Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. Check us out on our socials, the usual um, Facebook, Twitter, Insta. Uh, subscribe, rate and review if you haven't done that already on iTunes or your podcast of choice and if you want to throw us a few bucks a month patreon.com slash musicals taught us taught me everything i know (laughs) (laughs) i've ruined it ruined it go back we'll do it again (laughs) no we won't just listen to another episode where zane got it right all right my name's miranda selwood and i'm actually being played out right now so (laughs) thanks kb it's like the oceans and trigan our guest fiona buchanan Bye. bye Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because... Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.